You're all set. Oh, wow. I'm gonna eat your friends. Last season on The Legend of Neil, we flashbacked and found out that Neil got evicted and then fired by his own brother. I'm a fucking manager. Who was also stooping his girlfriend. Uh, uh, wow, what a backstory. Then inside the game, Neil did adventures. Uh -oh. Don't wait. My velvet sheath is open for business. And after, the big box baddie Gannon captured Neil and killed him, sending him back to New Jersey. Then we left you with this really annoying cliffhanger. Oh, boysies, what's gonna happen? Continue or quit? When will we find out? How how's about right now? Check it out, The Legend of Neil. Check it out, it goes funny. Remix. The last thing Neil remembered. He was drunk playing a game of Zelda. When he whips out his member and he masturbated the fair in the game because she was kind of hot and he fixated himself with the Nintendo game controller and that's so much better for the mix of the game. Oh. <laughs> you gotta check it out. Legend of Neil. Check it out. Oh my god, you guys are on the Brainwash Radio. Winter season. Oh! You be fucking loving it, listening to all kinds of shit. Boy Harsher, Combi Christ, Hard Job. What the fuck? What kind of bands are those? What the fuck? Pfizer Drone? What the fuck? Pfizer Drone? Who the fuck's that? What the fuck? Shit. All kinds of weird shit. Outlaw country music we'll be listening to over here. Rap music, all kinds of underground rap music, band rap music. We listen to it. We listen to all kinds of AI. You on the brain, bitches. I know you love it. All right, let's do some uh, Boy Harsher. The, the song is titled Careful. Let's do it. On the brain, bitches. Oh, schnazzy.
Julie. I even told him tonight. I said, you guys be selling this for 35 people. I'll go ahead and sell it for 35. Okay, give me 20%. <laughs> I'm all, no, no, that's cool. But, you know, I would. But you, 25 for the gram. It shows right in there. Right when you walk in, they got the stizzies. They have, they have candy Willy Wonka. version of uh, mushrooms. Willy Wonka candy bar mushrooms. I'm not joking, bro. Two for a hundred bucks. One for sixty. We might have to consider that. Who? Oh. Uh, right. Willy Wonka bars, bro. I know, I know. You eat that shit? Oh, damn! It has all the chemical that the, uh, what do you call it, has that he told me. He showed me them tonight. I was like, what the? And he has this chewable uh, cigar that they have there. And then they got this. He gave me this. This is a private reserve of his. So I was going to ask you. He's a skinhead guy. He's totally cool. I mean, I, don't, I can't just hear. I'm going to Yeah, you can. Right back. I'm at. But, uh, but uh, why, why didn't you put tears to fucking go another way? Oh, I had a shit. Yeah, not pissed. Otherwise, I had to really go, like, like... Yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. I don't do that unless absolutely necessary. And then I jump in the fucking van. I get this box. I get a plastic bag. I put the plastic bag in the box. I sit on the fucking thing like a toilet. I wipe. I fucking box it up. Tie it up. And then I go dump it off. Yeah. I've done it twice here. But yeah, yeah, I told him I needed work. He said, okay, I'll give you 20% of whatever you bring in. The man of the hour. <laughs> hey, Tony. I'd like you to meet uh, my friend, Danielle. Yeah, Danielle, this is my uh, my boss. And uh, yeah, Tony. Cool. Yeah. How's your night going? Everything so, good over there? Yeah, yeah. How about you? Yeah, doing great. Except my knee, but I'll live. I got a cane. You know what I was thinking? That, I got a cane. Uh, it's all good. Maybe you should open a little more space. I did. So I could, did last night. So you could lay See down that properly. There's a little uh, pillow right there. Yeah, yeah. Right there. Not that one, but the one that's right there, that blue one. Yeah. So I put it up here. I arched it like this high, okay, okay. and I let my leg lay on it. Yeah, you, you it was real nice. Because I was thinking that if you lay down in a certain position, mm -hmm. When we sleep, we're not aware that the knees, like, let's say, exactly. in the that's position. why I think happen. And then you'll like stretch or kick, yeah. and you can self injure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. I think that's what happened, maybe. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. I'll live. Where in my I'll sleep, live. I would like stretch my legs and it grab up. Oh. Hey, have a good night, man. Who's that? Oh, this is a neighbor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm friendly with all the neighbors here. Yeah. And then we have like a yard sale in the mornings here from 6 to about 3 or 4 p.m. Oh, nice. Right here, yeah. 
You're gonna help Every the neighbors? Every Saturday they do it religiously. Yeah. You're gonna help the neighbors with that? Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. They all like me over here. Thank goodness. <laughs> Not like up there, remember? I helped that guy out and police are about right here. Pulled guns on me. I'm all reading the book. Yeah. I can't believe that yeah, shit. I even chewed him out. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I just helped a man out. Just the territorial, huh? <laughs> all right. Well, you're all good. Cool. Thank you, Teddy. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You have a good night, okay? You too, man. Okay. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you, man. Take care. Thanks. No, that's cool. It's okay. Cool. I'll leave it up. Right, cool. No problem. Alright, let me get this going. I think my laptop died, so just in time. That was cool. Get on the brain, bitches. You be loving it, huh? I know you die. Damn. He texted me like four minutes ago and I walked over. That's funny. Alright, you on the brain, bitches. By the end of the book, Nina is sort of um, drawn to being a more public part of the black civil rights movement, um, in part because of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, what do you want people to take away from this, Christian and then Tracy? Uh, when I was making the art for this book, it was the summer of 2020. And oftentimes for me, drawing and making pictures is my escape. But escape wasn't an option because what was going on and seeing the fight for racial justice and the pandemic, it was easy for me to see that thread between the struggle that Nina Simone was going through and that we still have today. And for me, this book was a way to process all those things. Um, it was a way to honor the heroes of that moment and hopefully maybe even inspire some new ones of the future. Tracy, for you? You know, I, I was also sort of processing everything that was going on and just feeling such a sense of despair in the adult world. <laughs> just feeling like the way things are going to get better is with children. And so I rewrote the ending so that it ended with, and when she's saying of black children, you lovely, precious dreams, her voice sounded like hope. I wanted to end the book with hope. Well, Tracy Todd and Christian Robinson, thank you so much for speaking with us. My pleasure, my great pleasure. Thank you for having us. You're listening to All Things Considered from NPR News. And support for NPR comes from Avast, a global cybersecurity company with more than 435 million users. Avast is dedicated to helping people take control of their safety and privacy online. Learn more at avast.com. Procter & Gamble, maker of Align Probiotic, a daily supplement to support digestive health containing a probiotic strain developed by gastroenterologists with 20 years of research. More at alignprobiotics.com. And Avalara, managing sales tax compliance with cloud-based solutions. Avalara integrates directly with more than 700 ERP and e-commerce solutions. Avalara, tax compliance done right. Thank you so much, KCRW. I love your music. Such a breath of fresh air, and you guys offer so much to the community. I'm so grateful for you guys. Well, we wouldn't be here without you, our listeners. The listeners make, uh, listener support makes up the lion's share of uh, KCRW funding. 
and we need you now to make sure that this resource stays healthy and keeps coming your way. Go to kcrw.com slash give uh, and get in on the fun of our good old-fashioned pledge drive because when else are you going to have Madeline Brand here with me during the afternoon? <laughs> and it is fun, fun, fun. You know what's really fun is making our goal. We have a $15,000 goal, and we need you right now to help us get there. $15,000, it sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money in the small or even the grand scheme of things. But we know we can do it, and that's how we raise the money to continue operating in these bite-sized chunks, hour by hour. It's not glamorous work, but it is the work that keeps us on the air. And we truly appreciate you, and appreciate you when you decide to give and become part of our community. We appreciate you anyway, in or out, but we'd rather have you in with us at kcw.com slash join. Once you get there, you can see all of our fabulous thank you gifts, and we have a lot of them there. We have brand new merch, really cool hoodie. It's kind of chilly out these days, so it's kind of nice to snuggle up in one of our brand new hoodies. And we have hats and mugs and tote bags, the huge. This is the good old-fashioned pledge drive after all, so we have all that stuff. And we also have ways for you to donate to the to the LA Santa Barbara Regional Food Banks as well. So you can give to those organizations when you give to KCRW. So there's really no reason not to. You use a station, you love the station, and we're here for you, and you need to be here for us. KCRW.com slash give. That's right. Head on over to KCRW.com slash give and become a member. Become one of the people that makes this member-supported KCRW Santa Monica, Los Angeles, KDRW Santa Barbara, KCRI Indio Palm Springs, KCRU Oxnard Ventura, and KCRY Mojave. We are Community Service of Santa Monica College for news, music, culture, and NPR for Southern California. It's 5 o'clock. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Jack Spear. Senate Republicans have blocked another attempt by congressional Democrats to suspend the nation's debt ceiling. NPR's Windsor Johnston reports the move comes a day after Republicans blocked a measure that would have averted both a debt default and a government shutdown. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says Democrats want bipartisan support for raising the debt ceiling since it's been pushed up by increased spending by both parties. The debt ceiling has been raised 80 times over the past 60 years under both Democratic and Republican presidents under both unified and divided government. The Republican leader himself two years ago said we needed to raise the debt ceiling because, quote, America can't default, otherwise that would be a disaster, his words. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says Republicans will not vote to help Democrats increase the borrowing limit. If Congress fails to reach an agreement, the government could exhaust its cash reserves by mid-October. Windsor Johnston, NPR News, Washington. Testifying before Congress today, the nation's top U.S. military officer called the withdrawal from Afghanistan a logistical accomplishment, but a strategic failure. General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, saying he believes the U.S. should have kept several thousand troops in Afghanistan to prevent a rapid Taliban victory. Milley also told lawmakers he believed it's, quote, a very real possibility that al-Qaeda or the local Islamic State group's affiliate could reconstitute in Afghanistan under Taliban rule. Officials in New York say a vaccine mandate for health workers that went into effect this morning hasn't caused major service disruptions. 
but many facilities are scrambling to find replacement workers. Here's NPR's Brian Mann. Thousands of health workers around New York State are off the job, possibly for good, because they refuse to get vaccinated against coronavirus. Dr. Mitchell Katz, who runs New York City's public hospital system, told reporters he was able to adjust staffing without a loss of service to patients. I have about 500 nurses who are not currently at work, so we anticipated that there would be some uh, loss of staff. We knew that no matter what our efforts, some people were not going to get vaccinated. But it's all working. Katz said the mandate motivated many workers to get vaccinated before last night's deadline. A similar vaccination mandate for New York City public education workers is slated to take effect Monday. Brian Mann, NPR News. An investigation continues into the derailment of an Amtrak train in rural Montana over the weekend. It left three people dead, including a Georgia couple who were on a cross-country trip celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. The Amtrak Empire Builder was en route from Chicago to Seattle when it derailed Saturday with 141 passengers and 16 crew members on board. Dozens were injured. Stocks plunged on Wall Street today. The Dow dropped 569 points. The Nasdaq fell 423 points. This is NPR. From the David Bonnet Foundation Newsroom at KCRW, I'm Matt Gillum. Smoke from wildfires is choking the country. Some communities now spend more than three months each year breathing smoke-filled air. That's according to a new investigation from NPR's California Newsroom and Stanford University's Environmental Change and Human Outcomes Lab. KCRW's Kaylee Wells reports. Wildfires in California have burned 2 million acres this year. Across the country, more than 5.5 million acres have burned. Our analysis shows a startling increase in the number of days people across the country are breathing dangerous air. The smoke impacts extend from California and the Pacific Northwest to the Rocky Mountains and all the way to the East Coast. And the smoke is making people sick. California hospital records show an additional 30,000 admissions for respiratory and cardiac conditions in 2018, a heavy fire year, compared to just two years before. That is KCRW's Kaylee Wells reporting. To explore the smoke days in your neighborhood, head to our website, kcrw.com slash wildfiresmoke. Support for NPR comes from Atlassian, makers of teamwork software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello, moving work forward for millions of people, thousands of teams, and hundreds of the Fortune 500. Atlassian.com. Yeah, that would be such a wonderful source because it informs on a global, national, and local level. Um, I think that's really important to bring people in the community together in a world that feels increasingly more disconnected with technology. So, thank you. Well, you're welcome, and thank you for being a member of KCRW. Again, we do try to connect you through all possible means. So we're on the radio, we're online, we're on your phone. You're out <laughs> in the community, putting on community events. So KCRW is everywhere where you are. And now we need you to be with us. This is the second to last day of our membership drive on good old-fashioned fun drive and it's time for you to wait in kcrb.com slash give any amount if you want as a, as a member and if you need to renew your membership you can do that there too i want to thank you so much for doing so we really really need you that's why we're on the microphone today asking for your support and thank you this is all things considered from npr news i'm rayla Falden in culver city california
and I'm Ari Shapiro in Washington. A simmering fight over the government's credit card is starting to boil over on Capitol Hill, and there's a growing chance that ordinary Americans might get burned. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned today that unless Congress acts quickly, the government could run out of cash to pay its bills in less than three weeks. Senate Republicans have been blocking efforts to raise the debt ceiling and allow the government to borrow more money, and with time running short, Wall Street investors are starting to get nervous. NPR Scott Horsley joins us now. Hi, Scott. Hi, Ari. The Treasury Secretary has been urging lawmakers to increase the government's credit limit for some time now, so what's different about today's warning? Well, the calendar is coming into sharper focus, and the fuse is getting shorter. You know, Ari, Congress, like a lot of us, needs a deadline before they do, do anything oftentimes. And until now, it's been hard for the Treasury Secretary to pinpoint when that deadline is, when the government will run short of cash. But today, Yellen put a tentative date on it, October 18th. She told the Senate committee, if lawmakers don't authorize additional borrowing by that time, the government may not have enough cash to pay all the people it owes, uh, something that's never happened before. It would be disastrous for the American economy, for global financial markets, and for millions of families and workers whose financial security would be jeopardized by delayed payments. We're talking about Social Security recipients, Medicare providers, lots of federal employees, even members of the military who might not get paid on time next month unless Congress okays additional borrowing. Last night, Senate Republicans blocked a measure that would have lifted the debt ceiling, so how are they responding to this pressure? Senate Republicans acknowledge that the debt ceiling needs to be raised, but they're not willing to lift a hand to, to help out. Instead, they say Democrats need to do this on their own. Basically, they argue if Democrats are willing to push through an aggressive spending agenda without GOP support, they should be willing to raise the debt ceiling the same way. Here's Louisiana Republican John Kennedy. I understand why politically you folks want to have Republican fingerprints on the, uh, the spending fiscal might. But do you really, is, it, is your politics so important that you want to gamble it? Now, one could argue it's the Republicans who are gambling with the full faith and credit of the federal government. In fact, that is an argument Democrats are making. Democrats point out more than a quarter of the federal debt was racked up during the Trump administration uh, when Republican majorities in Congress approved additional spending and that big 2017 tax cut. Here's New Jersey Democrat Robert Menendez. Republican fingerprints were all over the tax cuts to the wealthiest people and corporations in America to the tune of $2 trillion. You all created a significant part of this debt. And now you want to walk away from it. And this afternoon, tried to call Republicans bluff, saying they don't want to raise the debt limit. They just need Republicans to get out of the But once again, their efforts were blocked by GOP Senate leader Mitch McConnell. And what kind of financial fallout are we starting to see from the Springsmanship? Until now, financial markets have largely been ignoring this fight, figuring that somehow at the end of this messy process, Congress will do what it has to, and the government will keep paying its bills. Uh, that's still uh, the likeliest outcome, but there's a little less certainty about that now, uh, and the market was always worried about inflation and other factors. Today, the Dow is almost 570 points. Uh, Yellen says the country could pay a price for this battle, even if they don't actually go over the default cliff. Just getting close could be costly. Uh, she says the result would be higher borrowing costs for the government, it. yes, but also for anybody else with a credit card or in the market for a car loan or a home mortgage. This would be a manufactured crisis 
we had imposed on this country, and it would be a self-inflicted wound of enormous proportions. Well, we got kind of a picture of that back in 2011 when Congress waited until the last minute to raise the debt limit. <coughs> uh, while there was no default back then, the government's credit rating did take a hit. I'm sure we'll have more opportunities to ask you about this debate over the debt limit, but I do want to ask you about something else, which is Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell joined Yellen on the Hill today and got some questions about a controversy involving stock trades by regional Fed Bank presidents. Tell us about that. You know, recent financial disclosures show that two out of 12 Fed Bank presidents, uh, those in Dallas and Boston, were actively trading securities last year at a time when the Fed was busy propping up financial markets. Now, both men say their trades were in compliance with the central bank's ethics rules, but Powell acknowledged the rules need to be made tougher. The appearance is just the, uh, obviously unacceptable. Our need to sustain the public's trust is the essence of our work. And are those two bank presidents, Robert Kaplan in Dallas and Eric Rosengren in Boston, both announced this week that they will be retiring in the coming days. NPR Scott Horsley, thank you. You're welcome. President Biden has been promoting his new vaccine requirements this week, including for larger private companies. The new rules are meant to get more people vaccinated, of course, but they also show how Democrats see the politics of COVID changing. Here's NPR's Mara Lyson. For months, Biden resisted mandates. He didn't want to make the vaccines any more politicized than they already are. But when Delta surged and it became clear that most of the hardcore vaccine resistance was partisan, Biden leaned into America's newest culture war, the Great Mandate Debate. We have the tools to combat COVID-19. And a distinct minority of Americans, supported by a distinct minority of elected officials, are keeping us from turning the corner. The bottom line, Biden said, is to protect vaccinated workers from their unvaccinated co-workers. For a president elected on a promise to heal divisions and unify the country, it was an unusual embrace of us-against-them rhetoric. But Dan Pfeiffer, former senior advisor to President Obama, points to polls that show majorities of Democrats and independents and about a third of Republicans support the new rules. If you are picking an issue that is supported by north of 60% of Americans, that is not divisive. That is doing the right thing. Republican pollster Frank Luntz says that based on his focus groups with vax resistors, Biden's new requirements should make a difference, up to a point. It was plain to see. They were mad about it, but a significant percentage of those who are not vaccinated would actually accept <laughs> if it meant that they could travel, if it meant that they could continue to work in the office, and left those people who refuse to do it, nothing is going to change their mind. Biden has clearly given up trying to persuade those people. He's also welcoming a fight over mandates with Republican governors like Greg Abbott of Texas, heard here on Fox. And Sean, I have issued an executive order already in existence that prohibits any government from imposing a vaccine mandate on my fellow Texans. Yeehaw! Yeehaw, bitches! Ah! I wish Californians would do that, you suckers. Sucker Californians. Suckers. Soon to be dead, motherfuckers. Because you guys took that stupid shot. Stupid dumb. Dummy. In opinion about the role of government that's also emboldening Democrats. Dan Pfeiffer. The pandemic made it clear to a lot of people that you need government, right, to either to, pro to help people out when an unexpected crisis happens like this pandemic, to ensure that people get 
vaccinated to protect people it boils down to shots shots in arms and checks in the mail and that has changed the dynamic in the great mandate debate democrats really are from mars and republicans are from venus democrats as the governing party have to appeal to the majority of voters and show them they can get covid under control republicans especially those thinking about running for president in 2024 have to appeal to their base which is largely anti-vax not just anti-mandate if there was ever any doubt about this just listen to what happened at donald trump's rally in alabama in august i recommend take the vaccines i did it it's good take the vaccines but you got no that's okay that's all right you got your freedoms but i happen to take the vaccine Hear those boos? Frank Luntz says that moment showed the Republican base is more willing to listen to anti-vax conspiracy theorists on social media than any of the party's leaders. When I saw Trump's own voters boo him when he said get the vaccine, that's when I realized that social media may be even more powerful than President Trump. The consequences of that over the long term are frightening. What it means is, at least for now, the GOP is a party whose leaders follow the base and not the other way around. And that has big implications for public health, because the great mandate debate is not just a political game. It's about people's lives. But at the same time President Biden is trying to get more people vaccinated, his party is also trying to win the midterms. Dan Pfeiffer says Democrats are determined to paint Republicans as the party of COVID. The party of COVID is part of a larger narrative about Republicans being too extreme, too irresponsible, too in the thrall of Trumpism to responsibly govern. In a polarized age where negative partisanship reigns, where people are looking as much for what they're voting against as what they're voting for, we have to make a case against Republicans that is relentless and aggressive. Republican strategist Rob Stutzman says his party, which has a lot of advantages going into 2022, could hurt itself in suburban swing districts if it becomes identified with vaccine resistance. Particularly suburban women. These are the types of issues I think that really give them pause uh, to vote for Republicans. And that my, my concern is that Republicans may be fumbling away huge opportunities here. Because, Stutzman says, in the new politics of COVID, where the dividing line is vaxxed versus unvaxxed, people who are vaccinated want someone to advocate for them. Mara Liason, NPR News. Taking your butthole on the brain, on the brainwash radio. Oh my God, you guys are on the brainwash radio. Winter season, oh! You be fucking loving it, listening to all kinds of shit. Boy Harsher, Combi Christ, Hard Job. What the fuck? What kind of bands are those? What the fuck? Pfizer drone? What the fuck? Pfizer drone? Who the fuck's that? What the fuck? Shit. All kinds of weird shit. Outlaw country music we be listening to over here. Rap music, all kinds of underground rap music, band rap music. We listen to it. We listen to all kinds of AI. You on the brain, bitches. I know you love it. Damn. 
All right, let's do some uh, Boy Harsher. The, the song is titled Careful. Let's do it. On the brain, bitches. Let's do it. Oh, schnazzy. shows right in there right when you walk in they got the stizzies they have stizzies, they right. have candy willy wonka i'm not joking bro two for a hundred bucks one for sixty working um hard to develop new therapeutics so i agree with you 100 percent. but i'm saying two to three days then they have natural immunity and they actually have better immunity than people who are vaccinated and we're not taking that into account you try doctor you go to the cdc website and tell me if you can find how many people are mentioned there the numbers the data on the natural immunity in the antibody you're not going to find it why I'm not a conspiracy nut, but why? Why do we treat... How many of the unvaccinated are people who have natural immunity? It's got to be a significant percentage of them. No, you're right. So I'm, I'm excluding people who've already been contracted COVID and have uh, nat natural immunity, but I'm talking about people who have not been con contracted. But, but here's another theory, or at least not theory, another, another model of thinking. And that is, and DeSantis and others think this, if people want to get vaccinated, they should. If they don't, they come down with the virus, they get the natural immunity, they're treated with therapeutics, they go back into society. They're less of a threat than people who've been vaccinated. Call again, Charles. We don't have a lot of time, but don't hang up. I want to send you a copy of American Marxism. Folks, we have a big battle coming up right now. If you haven't gotten your copy of American Marxism yet, please go to Amazon.com while it's still 40% off. Please get it if you're able. 
to your friends and neighbors and family. We've a big push yes. coming up right now. See you tomorrow. AM 870, the answer. AM 870, the answer. Breaking news, conservative commentary and opinion, and the best lineup anywhere. Hands down. Where else can you find freedom of speech? No cancel culture here. We want to hear opposing viewpoints. Weird, right? At AM 870, you stay informed. We are not the mainstream media and more than just headlines. Always available on your smartphones and home speakers. You found the answer. AM 870, the answer. Portions of the following are pre recorded. Breaking news and commentary. More than just the headlines and the voices you can trust. Hewitt, Jennifer Horn, Grant Stinchfield, Prager, Gorga, Levin, Kirk. This is AM 870. The answer. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. In Silmar, southbound 705, which is 210, you have a wreck in the middle lanes. Emergency crews are on the scene. CHP has all lanes stopped. You're bunched up from Calgrove. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. Is fall your favorite season? Lowe's is definitely the place to get ready for it. From fall garden gear to seasonal decor, they have it all at a great price. I'm Ryan Duggan, AM 870, The Answer. With Democrats hoping to pass a bipartisan infrastructure bill and a social safety net measure, Republicans are pushing back on both. Louisiana's Mike Johnson said the infrastructure bill is not what it seems. The first is called an infrastructure bill. It's a spending bill. And only a fraction of the spending would actually go to things that regular, everyday Americans and all of us regard as infrastructure. Meanwhile, House Republican Minority Whip Steve Scalise says working-class families will be hit the hardest with taxes if the bills are passed. Only a fraction of Haitians who showed up at the Texas border are being deported. So says Congressman Tony Gonzalez, who says he's frustrated most of these illegal immigrants are allowed to stay because few meet the criteria for asylum. The vast majority that do not should be returned to their country of origin. Otherwise, it's only going to encourage illegal immigration. Gonzalez says the only way to stop the flow is to add more immigration judges to the border so claims for asylum can be heard more quickly. The family of a 22-year-old Anaheim man has turned him over to police to face allegations he attempted to rape a Chapman University student outside a dormitory. Orange police say media coverage of Friday's attack prompted the family to bring him in last night. The L.A. City Council voted today to pick a new president pro tem to replace Councilman and 2022 mayoral candidate Joe Buscaino. Councilman Mitch O'Farrell will now be the president pro tem as of Friday. The largest single wildfire in California history is now 94% contained. The Dixie Fire started in mid-July in eastern Duke County. The fire stands at more than 963,000 acres and destroyed most of the town of Greenville in Plumas County. Cutter Airways is this year's world's best. That's according to Skytrax, naming the state-owned Doha Airline finishing first for the sixth time. Singapore Airlines was named second best, with all Nippon Airways coming in third. Unfortunately, no American-based airline made Skytrax top ten. Southland weather, sunny tomorrow with highs in the 70s. Right now, 69 in Sherman Oaks, 71 in Placentia. I'm Hedy Lynn Hurdies with breaking news and talk you can trust. AM 870, The Answer. Hey, everybody, Jen here. If you're a real estate investor or landlord looking for a tax break, then this message, it's for you. With me is Greg Hughes from Hughes Private Capital, which is a 12-year-old A-plus 
Better Business Bureau rated firm with more than $100 million in assets under management. Greg, can you tell me about your tax-efficient investment? Sure. Many of our investors use a 1031 exchange to sell their investment property tax-free, which saves them thousands of dollars in taxes. Then they invest the proceeds into Hughes Capital's diverse portfolio of around about 1,500 homes. The way that works is an investor owns the title to the individual homes, but what we do is lease the homes back from them, take care of all the landlord hassles and expenses, and then pay them a set monthly income. So you're saying by using a 1031 exchange, they'll save thousands of dollars in taxes, no longer have any landlord headaches or expenses, and get paid a set monthly income every month, regardless of how those houses perform? Yes, that's exactly right. And we've done this for hundreds of investors. Does a 1031 exchange with Hughes Private Capital provide any other tax benefits, Greg? Yes, we actually find that many of our investors won't even have to pay taxes on their investment income for up to 12 years. But 1031 exchanges might not be an option forever since the new administration wants to take them away. So your listeners should not delay. Greg, how can our listeners get more information? The best way is to get our free 1031 exchange guide and all the details about our tax-efficient investment by visiting skipthetaxes.com. That's skipthetaxes.com or by calling 888-300-5151. You heard him, folks, for your free 1031 exchange guide and the details about this tax-efficient investment. Call 888-300-5151. Go to skipthetaxes.com or call 888-300-5151. When you really want Italian food, you have got to get to Colombo's. Colombo's Italian Steakhouse and Jazz Club. Talavana Boulevard, Eagle Rock. It's that little neighborhood place you wish was down the street from you. Today, it seems so hard to enjoy just a little bit of ease. So much of life seems to get in the way. But fear not, seekers of fabulous food and fun and thrill. Columbo's is Southern California's answer to Easy Street. Great grub with some of the finest steaks. The freshest fish are waiting for you to devour. Did I mention Columbo's family Italian recipes? Columbo's spaghetti bolognese, their chicken pesto ravioli, magnifico, and of course, the world's greatest meatballs. I can go on. But why go on when you can go on over to Columbo's? Columbo's, an experience delicious and easy for yourself. Columbo's, of course, that little neighborhood place you wish was down the street from you. Columbo's, Mountain Japan. Shades are appropriate anywhere that there is a sun control issue, a privacy issue, light control, and that would be appropriate really in any window. A conversation about motorized shades with Gary, the owner of Drapery Works in Orange County. The UV rays from the sun are destructive, and what they'll do to your skin, if you stay out too long, they'll do to your carpets, they'll do to your drapes, they'll do to your furniture. So having a window that can be controlled by remote control will allow you to drop those when you need to. They can be programmed to do that automatically, knowing what time of day that sun is going to come through right that window and rise when it's finished, or they can be controlled from your smartphone, even if you're not in town. Drapes, blinds, shades, shutters, balances, upholstery. Drapery works in Orange County. Call 714-545-4070. Receive a complimentary copy of Dennis Prager's book, The Rational Bible, for all in-home consultations while supplies last. Call 714-545-4070. 714-545-4070.
Every window covering is different. Sunny Startup, talking about interior redecorating. So, one home we may do beautiful, very traditional swags and cascades in a silk. Another home may be a little more modern. They may want some of these sunscreen shades across the entire living room like we did for one lady. And they're beautiful. For a free estimate on new window coverings or furniture reupholstery, call 888-55-SARDO. 888-55-SARDO. Sardo Interiors. We know how it should be done after four generations of doing this. Listen on Odyssey. Intelligent talk. Highly intelligent. From the minds of the answer nation. Intelligent. AM870. Intelligent. The answer. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Carl. What have you done? Think anyone will notice? Carl Jackson. What are you doing here? Carl Jackson. Carl Jackson. Carl Jackson. Carl Jackson and myself. Carl Jackson. 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 Carl by the grace of God, he attended an evangelical church and found that there was a better way.
those are blinders in order for the left to accomplish what they want to accomplish, which is to fundamentally transform America into a socialist utopia in their mind. It'll be a hellhole for the rest of us, but it'll be great for people like AOC that can go to a $30,000 meal. Uh, $30,000 Shit, I did it again. <laughs> are even starting to speak out on these vaccine mandates. I'm so proud of some of those that are speaking out. Our own Jonathan Isaac right here in Orlando, Florida, uh, is speaking out, and he's doing a great job speaking out about that. You guys may have heard today. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear Millie? Did you guys hear Millie and, and what's the other guy, Austin Lloyd? Let me just give you a quick... What, uh, Lloyd Austin, thank you. Uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. He has a great voice, but he's a horrible leader. Every time I, every time I hear him talk, I'm like, man, if he has the skills to lead uh, the Department of Defense, you know, if his skills were as great as his voice, uh, but that just isn't the case. Let me just share this real quick before I go on to these other stories. Millie McKenzie say they recommended 2,500 troops to stay in Afghanistan. Uh, with, the, uh, with Biden himself 
telling ABC News in August that I quote, no one recommended a 2,500 crew presence that he could recall. It turns out every single one of the people that had Biden's ear did just that. So Biden just lied to the American public. We know that he's a liar. This shouldn't surprise us anymore. This guy is a pathological liar. I don't think, I, I think this is the way he's lived his entire career in Washington, D.C. He's lied. He's been able to get away with it.
have one like working but the microphone on your on your laptop should be fine as long as you have it inside your oh no oh right 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 gotcha gotcha
All right, I'm gonna go hit up a 7-Eleven. I'll see you in a bit. No waste, no waste.
You on the brain. You on the brain, bitches. It's all my by Melodrome. Take it to 
damn bitches, you on the brain? I know you all listening to Melodrone, kicking it. Listening to that Melodrone all up in your grill. <laughs> Loving it and shit. Damn. You say 
Black top and lips, look at you. Ooh, sweet 
Oh, oh, oh.